When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, uh, we're going to go to Scott Baker now. He is the uh, West Australian Football League Executive Manager of Football and Talent. Uh, Interesting that there's a big promotion at the moment regarding people wanting to come to the Waffle Grand Final here at Optus Stadium. Is it the right decision? Is it the right decision to have the Waffle Grand Final here at Optus and not at a suburban ground. Because I'm going to ask Scott Baker, he's about to join us on the line, whether the commission is going to make a loss because of the costs involved in having it at a bigger stadium. Uh, Scott Baker is on the line. Thanks, Jimmy. Thanks, Asher. He joins us here on the program. As I mentioned, the West Australian Football Commission. He's head of football and talent development. Uh, Scott, thanks for your time. Uh, good afternoon, Peter. How are you going? Exciting times, isn't it? That's amazing when we're considering the weather we've got at the moment. You've got the smell of finals football in the air, and it kicks off, of course, this weekend in the WAFL. Yeah, absolutely. You can't wait for this weekend. It's been a fantastic, um, fantastic season. Very even. You know, even up until the last round, there was so many different scenarios around who might finish sort of first, second, third, fourth, and fifth, really. And even West Perth were half a chance as well to sneak in if other other games went their way so it was a really exciting end to the season and then yeah we've got some cracking games coming up this weekend and then the following week so um yeah the weather's uh good like you said and um yeah really, really looking forward to the uh, finals getting underway i think uh, positions two to four were determined by percentage uh east Romano, of course a uh, uh, game clear on top and then second third and fourth uh subiaco peel and east perth determined by percentage yeah, that's right. You're a bit, you're a bit, you're a bit stiff. Like Claremont finished um, fifth on the same wins as Subiaco finished second. Didn't Subiaco get to host a home qualifying final and Claremont go to an away elimination final? So that's how close it was. Yeah. Um, we're talking about eight eight percent between second and uh, and fifth. So it was uh, yeah, extremely close. Um, but yeah, great great for the competition in terms of you know. Um, fan engagement and, and people being really interested in that last round and then, yeah, builds the excitement going into this weekend. Yeah, apologies to Tigers fans uh, because I only went as far as fourth being East Perth being my club and, of course, they take on Claremont on Sunday. It's a big double header coming up at Leaderville Oval across the weekend. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, no, I can't wait for this weekend. Obviously, um, Peel um, did enough on the weekend to secure third spot, um, so it's a really good effort by them. Um, interesting to see sort of their selection this week and, and how they manage that, obviously with the Fremantle um, players and the eligibility and the, and the cap for this week. And then, you know, Subiaco, obviously a bit of a blip last week against East Fro, but they've been, been really strong and, and really consistent all year. And um, they've well and truly earned the right to host that week. And, you know, I think East Perth probably three or four weeks ago was sitting on top of the ladder. So um, they're probably a little bit unlucky to sort of slide down to fourth on, um, it's only about point two of a percentage or something like that um, to uh, to move into that fourth spot. But, yeah, they get the host claim on it uh, at Leadable Oval as well. So that's going to be a, that's going to be a cracking game as well. I know tonight you're going to a big umpire's function. Tell us more about mm. that. But the fact that also for the finals, like the AFL, there will be four field umpires. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, no, it's a really exciting time for uh, for umpiring as, as well as the, uh, the clubs and the competition going into the finals. So... Uh, yeah, tonight out at Optus Stadium, it's the uh, the one floor um, presentation night, which is the uh, West Australian National Football League Umpires Association um, 
presentation night. So tonight out at Optus, um, the association and, and led by D Markets as well, they'll uh, they'll announce all the uh, all the finals umpires and the panel umpires for this upcoming finals, as well as uh, the finals umpires for this week, and there'll be various awards around you know Rising Star and Umpire of the Year and, and all that type of stuff as well. Um, so it's really exciting, and then yeah, we'll also cover off tonight around the, the four umpire systems. So um, yeah, throughout this year we've had one game per week at league level where we've had the, the four umpire system um, happening, uh, which went which went really well um, um, from a decision making point of view. The data tells us that we do make better decisions with the four umpires out there. So yeah, going into a, a final series uh, with four umpires, hopefully we make the umpires make better decisions. Obviously. You know, the pressure really goes up in finals, uh, which which is really good. But what it also does, it's going to give us an opportunity to expose more umpires within our waffle system in finals games. Um, Traditionally, the the fourth umpire in waffle finals would sit on the bench as an emergency, but now they can actually be out there Going to be out there umpiring, which is which is really exciting, and, and it's a real good development opportunity for those umpires in the pathway, and, and hopefully it'll find a couple more to progress through and umpire more uh, more finals in the future. Um, so now we're really looking forward to that um, throughout the final series. So does that mean twenty twenty four? You're looking at four umpires at every waffle game. We're looking at it. Yeah, yeah. It comes down to obviously dollars and cents. It costs us a bit more, obviously, to do it. Um, at this stage, yeah, we're, we're, we're looking to do it. It's just going to depend on, yeah, probably from a financial point of view, whether we can, uh, whether we can afford it. But we'll definitely do one. We, you know, we might push to two games next year and, and build towards, um, you know, four at every game into the future. Um, but, we'll, yeah, we'll definitely do it this final series. And I think if, if it goes really well and, and, and it's noticeably um, better from an aesthetics point of view, sorry, aesthetics point of view, and also a uh, um, decision-making point of view, then um, we'll look to um, see if we can build into the, the Waffle League competition um, across the whole of next season. Scott, uh, I know already there's a lot of promotion, a big push to buy your tickets to the WAFL Grand Final that'll be housed here at Optus Stadium. Uh, it comes with a cost. Can we certainly break it down? It's exciting. The reason why the Commission decide to place it at Optus up against what we saw last year at Leaderville Oval, which was a fantastic event, and of course, a few years before that at Fremantle Oval. What was the basic reason to bring it to a bigger venue like Optus? Yeah, well, the opportunity to take um, Waffle to a world-class venue is something we don't take lightly and, and, and something we want to continue to take up if we can afford it. Um, obviously, like you said, Leaderville last year and, and South Randall a couple of years before that, the atmosphere was fantastic, but... You know, the capacity at Leadable, 17,000 people only. Um, we sort of got in there. We, we squeezed in there last year. Um, but 2021, last time we were back at Optus, we had almost 30,000 people there. And that was obviously with the Subiaco victory. And Subi, I think, had won two of the last three flags by close to 100 points. And we still got 29,000, which was which was fantastic. So we think this year, going back to uh, going back to Optus Stadium and, you know, the way the ladder's looking, um, you know, East Ferry haven't played in the grand final for a long time and, and East Perth as well. So... Those types of teams, if they're there on grand final day, we really think we can maximise some um, significant attendance at, at Optus Stadium. And obviously, from a fan point of view, you can get into some corporate suites and open-air boxes and locker room for really cheap prices compared to, you know, AFL prices. And, you know, quite frankly, like a lot of, a lot of people can't afford the AFL prices unless it's a corporate ticket, you know, but whereas they, we, we think we've got some really affordable options for, for grand final day and they're all on sale now. Um, so it's a combination of a lot of things, fan experience, player experience, but obviously trying to maximise the... Uh, crowd as best we can. You mentioned about if we can afford it a couple of times. It is a costly exercise because no doubt you need to pay an amount to open up Optus Stadium. I believe that the top tier won't be opened for the Waffle Grand Final. There is a 
public transportation to the venue that you need to also uh, endure as a cost factor. Does that blow it out a bit? Yeah, it does. It does a little bit. Yeah. So how it sort of works, like we re- we're actually really lucky. Like Venues Live, um, the company that run Optus Stadium, obviously a really big international company. Um, we're lucky enough to be in a joint venture with them for the Waffle Grand Final. So the way that works, we share in the uh, we share in the revenue and the cost. Um, so anything we anything we make, we split, and any cost we have, we we sort of split. Um, so, um, so, so we're lucky to have that arrangement in place. Normally, you know, for example, if a concert or a soccer game or whatever comes to town, they have to pay a hiring fee. Um, we don't have to do that, which is which is which we're really lucky and, and appreciative of. Um, but on top of those, sort of included in those costs that we split is the um, is the PTA levy. And a couple of years ago, it was sort of a legacy of COVID back in 2021 that the government sort of waived the PTA levy, and um, whereas this year it'll be included in the overall cost of, of the grand final and. If you get a crowd of around between thirty and forty thousand, it's about one hundred and seventy grand. Uh, the PTA levy is part of the overall cost of the day. Um, so you obviously build that back into your build that back into your budget. And, and, and like I said, it's a it's a joint cost, so it's not a football commission's cost. But um, you know, but we think it's an important one um, to ensure the day goes ahead. And obviously, there's some costs associated with you know kick the kick and those sort of things after, which we, we which we're happy to commit to because we think it actually drives attendance and increases that fan experience. Because yeah, outside of the waffle grand final, there's not really any opportunities to get out of the stadium um, with your family and your kids and, and have a kick of the footy after the game. So we think that's really important and a, and a worthy investment. So saying that, it's a worthy investment, but you don't expect to make money. That is the commission out of uh, a waffle grand final, considering the costs. No, nah, that's right. Like, if you get over, you know, twenty five to 30000 you will definitely make a bit, a bit of money out of it. Not 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 significant amount, but for us, it's more about, yeah, that fan, that fan experience, player experience, and, and, yeah, trying to give as many possible... Waffle people an opportunity to get up to stadium and, and really experience that work world class event at a at a pretty uh, re- or really affordable price. And in a couple of weeks' time, we have got the Sandover Medal as we let you go, which is mm. another big event. Tell us more. Yes, that's right. Yeah, so we've um, we've shifted the, the time from the traditional sort of time slot for the uh, the Sandover this year. Um, in speaking to the clubs, we, we we couldn't get everyone likes the Crown event um, more than um, others, so um, we we chose the Crown event. But there heavily booked out at this point in time or for the next few years. So we've sort of moved it to a week forward on the Monday uh, leading into the prelim, um, which is a little bit away from tradition, but we, we think we'll still get some really strong momentum around that event and, and ticket sales are, are going really well. And I think it gives us a bit of clean air leading into grand final as well from an operational staffing and club point of view as well, trying to get people there on, on grand final week. So it'll be a week before, but it'll be on the, on the Monday, obviously, um, yeah, leading into the prelim. Um, but also, um, it'll also include, like it did uh, did last year, the uh, the Hall of Fame, which is uh, which is really exciting. So it's a it's a jam packed <laughs> it's a jam packed night. There's a lot on the uh, a lot on the run sheet. But yeah, that's uh, Monday, 11th of September at Crown will be the will be the Sandover medal. And um, yeah, I think it'll be a pretty pretty close count. I reckon the uh, the Sandover. Mm. Um, there's been some, there's been some really strong performances across the across the waffle this year. So looking forward to sitting back and uh, seeing how the count unfolds. Yeah, no, good on you, Scott. Thanks for bringing us up to date. Really appreciate it. Uh, exciting times in the WAFL as the finals kick off this weekend. And we'll keep in touch. Thanks for your time. Nah, thanks, Peter. Appreciate your interest and support of the Waffle. Yeah, good on you, Scott, and we'll keep in touch, as I mentioned. All right, uh, this is Sports Day WA with Peter Vlahos. Uh, get on the temperate bedshed text machine. Uh, Dylan says, Peter, curious, when you're referring to with comments around Simpson galvanising senior players and then not giving kids opportunities, who could they have played? Uh, point, uh, any points that have no one playing Waffle amidst an availability crisis? You referenced Darling's poor form, but Marrick was a mid-season draftee and played the next week. Jack Williams, Jinby, Long, Hewitt, 
Chesser, Jameson, Edwards, O'Neill, all got games this year amongst others. My question was, in some ways, is that in the end, younger players probably early in the first half of the season when they were getting decimated and some of the senior players, to be fair, weren't playing that well, he kept backing the senior players over the developing players. I agree. In the end, certainly a lot of those players that you mentioned, see, Chester didn't play a lot of footy. He played a bit, but didn't play a lot. Hewitt came in a bit later. Uh, Longer has been a good find. Jimby, a good find, but got injured. Jack Williams, only in recent times. So I just feel, I just feel that, and that's been one of the criticisms, is Adam Simpson a development coach? Is he a coach that can develop young players to become the next generation of senior players that will take the club forward? We'll have to wait and see. Dylan, I'm not disagreeing with you, but I'm just sort of referring to what I broadcast this year and the general consensus amongst a lot of us in the media on where the West Coast Eagles were going. Because as you recall, there was a period where Jack Darling who's been a fantastic footballer. He's kicked over 500 goals, and there's only two players in the history of the Eagles have kicked over 500 goals, and that's Peter Sumich and Josh Kennedy. He's been brilliant. There's no question in a career that spanned just under 300 games, about 277, 278 games now, which is brilliant by Jack Darling. But there were periods this year that he lost his confidence totally. And I work with Scotty Cummings, who was the 1999 Coleman medalist and was a a leading forward. And even he was so critical of Jack. Just needed to go back, maybe play in the waffle, kick a few goals and just reset. Uh, But there, and you must also agree, Dylan, there was a time where Jack was unfortunately uh, a bit of a load to carry for the other West Coast Eagles players. Dave says, Kane Corns, you are West Coast and Adam Simpson an unreserved apology for your absurd absurd theories and factual incorrect reporting of the club all season. That's Nev. Uh, thanks, Pete. Good man, Dylan, has just responded to that. Good on you, Dylan. Uh, and if you are at the field days there at Darren, uh, have a great day on Wednesday and Thursday. One day I must get up there because they reckon it's just a, a real hoot. It's 27 past five here on Sports Day WA.